Ricardo. All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new edition of the Swift Picks podcast. I'm Alex, and with me, as always, are Ben, 500 likes on Instagram, and Steve, he's Facebook official with somebody. We'll let you figure that one out yourselves. Follow him on Facebook and uh, get all the juicy details on that. Uh, this is not page six. This is the Swift Picks podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe, and uh, give it to everybody that you know that love beautiful game. We're also happy to announce that we now have a new website. It's called swiftpixpod.com. We're going to have all the latest podcast episodes up on there, and as well as a blog with all the latest news out there. So you don't have to listen to us just weekly. You can see what we're thinking and looking at throughout the week. Let's get started, though. Man United have confirmed that they've agreed a deal in principle to sign Rafael Varane from Real Madrid. 42 million pounds. Oligane Solsar transfer window spending has hit. 115 million pounds already after signing a new deal. Also bringing in Jaden Sancho, of course, for 73 million pounds. Ben, is this the red revolution for Manchester United or uh, are you excited about this at all? I'm a, a big fan of uh, Eric Bailly and I think he would do the trick. But uh, Veron seems to be like a good option for a number two for Harry Maguire. It also shows, I mean, it showed at the end of the season that there was a lack of depth at the defense for Man United. So, Hopefully this is a sign of uh, bigger, better things to come from Man United. I saw somewhere trending on Twitter that United are currently favorite to win uh, the Premier League, which is the kiss of death right there. They'll be lucky to make Europe. Um, and that's a Twitter sphere too, Steve. I see you looking at me sideways. Who knows what that means? Um, but no, it, it's promising to see the big players coming in. I think the real question is, does that keep Pogba there? Because they're said to have a fantastic relationship um, so some of the thought process is maybe that's the answer that'll make Pogba happy enough to stay. I personally am ready to put that behind us and move away from Paul Pogba who has been lin- linked uh, over and over again to pretty much any club, uh, Batman United. And then he puts stuff on Facebook. That's really not helpful either, but I feel like tis the season, um, tis the season of transfer rumors. Mm. Um, and I'll kick off the, the transfer rumors that are not necessarily solidified yet. Uh, But my theory is Harry Kane literally ruined his value in euros and has been unable to get bought by anyone. Um, You know, I'm hearing that Tottenham aren't willing to part ways for him. I think he didn't do himself any favors favors by his form. It brought his price tag down quite nicely and probably to Tottenham's uh, liking. He's probably going to have to stick around for at least uh, the Christmas market. What do you guys think? I feel like Daniel Levy just does not want him to go. I think the Tottenham higher ups. I mean, you may be right, and you know he's not done a uh, he's not done himself a whole lot of uh, justification of that price tag, and that can be discussed and debated. But I do think that um, Harry Kane is still eager to go, but the higher ups at Tottenham are adamant about him staying, and they're just kind of at a uh, at a standoff on that. Really, yeah. I mean, this it's really interesting to me that. You know, Man City is obviously probably the the number one talked about destination for for mm-hmm. Kane to go. But Man City has never spent more than sixty five million pounds for a player, even since everybody's That's come wild. in with all the money. Isn't that insane? I didn't know That's that. Nuts. Yeah, sixty five uh, million was paid for Ruben Diaz last summer and Aguero as well. Uh, but he's obviously off the wage bill now. Uh, what's interesting is. Borussia Dortmund say that they're not going to get rid of Erling Holland. So does that 
almost makes City want to pay a little bit more to get Kane. I mean, they're on the hunt for somebody to replace Aguero. I just don't know if the price tag, even if it has dropped a little bit, I think over the summer we were talking about like 150 million, you know, it's gone down to 100 million, you know, like that's still a huge amount of money. Is it really something you want to be spending on a, I think he's 28 years old in the coming weeks, you know, is it somebody that's really going to be producing goals for the next five years at a rate that he has been before, or is it going to be the Harry Kane of the world cup or the euros rather um, that was sort of spotty at best. Um, so I don't, I actually think that he's just going to end up staying and staying in London and staying in Tottenham. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think he brought up something interesting about uh, Man City. That is a crazy statistic as well, but like, do they need to replace Sergio Aguero? He was replaced before he even left, right? Like they, they won the Premier League with him on the bench. It's don't nice to have me- some depth though. I mean, like yeah. besides Gabriel Jesus, who else? I can't think of an out, outright striker that, City have Mares. Uh, he's not. A, he's a winger though. Yeah. I mean, and like Sterling like, is also a bit of a winger as well. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't think of an outright just striker. Do they have Fernando Torres? Is he there? He is. He is. Yeah. He a decent is, Euro. Is he, is he a winger though? Is he or is he a striker? I consider him more of a forward. I feel like he played forward with Spain over the summer. Okay. Uh, but he, he might play wing for club though. You're right. You know. Jesus, like you said, uh, even Gundawan, like definitely a midfielding, you know, attacking. Yeah, definitely midfield, but... center forward. It's just I, I think that they would do well to have some sort, some form of backup. Well, not maybe not backup, maybe like just another person leading the line. I know, like you said, that Sergio Aguero was was on the bench when you know they they clinched the Prem last season, but um, I think if you're looking to reclaim or continue the defense of that title, you need at least one other, you need someone else up there up top because I don't think not, I don't think Jesus has been fit for a whole season, uh, at least the last couple. I mean, Sterling coming off one of the, uh, that would be an, another interesting thing. I think maybe they saw how Sterling and Kane played and they went, oh, I don't want to put oh. them together in club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe. I, I think Harry Kane would do well at like an Arsenal. It's the same situation as Tottenham, though. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the lateral move. He doesn't even need to move apartments if he does that. But I just don't see him as a difference maker in that league. Um, I saw another funny little tweet, a little tidbit, if you will, about uh, comparing Man City and how much money they've spent to to not win the Champions League. Tuchel hasn't spent any money. Um, and I'm going to kick myself for this one. But honestly, in my opinion, Chelsea right this point in time are probably my favorite to win the Premier League coming up. Um, you know, they're, they've been linked to Erling Holland. Um, they really are a pretty well-rounded side as is. I do think they have uh, the depth. They could bring in one or two players, not really spend a whole lot of money and come in in top form. They left the season looking dangerous. Um, but yeah, Holland to to Chelsea and then you know Giroud's out the door to um to AC Milan that that's done and dusted uh for like two million euros or two million pounds can't remember which one it was but it's done um but yeah so, two million yeah it went for nothing jeez what an underrated guy yeah two million he's like the guy on FIFA that is consistently retiring at the end of the season like even FIFA is like this guy needs to just retire that's just unreal. Two million, man. 
we were talking before before we started recording about how COVID seems to have like influenced the price that's commanded for players nowadays. And two million for Olivier Giroud. Yeah, he is on the other wrong side of thirty. I think he's maybe like thirty. 334 at the most but still that guy can do a job for a lot of teams yeah and two million is just that's like i feel like anyone would throw in a bid for that two million like <laughs> yeah yeah anybody could do it's just insane dude like like leads like anyone brentford who just got signed who just right. know, this is the first season <laughs> right. the like, like <laughs> it's two mil like Celtic, throw it, throw in, throw in a bid, like two point five. Has over 90, has ninety goals. That's what I'm saying. It's not like he's not doing anything. He's he's. That's crazy. I just can't believe that price. Yep, two million. Like someone said, like Celtic's recent like, like uh, market activity. We've been signing four point five five mil. Shoot, we could have got two Giroud's. <laughs> Newcastle should have signed that this one, Alex. Cra- was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we should have signed the anybody. The picture <laughs> of uh, Giroud leaving is there. And in fairness, it, it does list that Chelsea had an agreement with Giroud back in April that he um, would finish the season if they let him leave for more playing time at the end of the season. So he's someone that's, like, frustrated he's not getting enough minutes. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, you talked mm-hmm. about him being long in the tooth at 34 years old. He wants more, which is just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, that's nuts. There's I wonder so much what wages he's commanding. I I don't know, man. Peterborough United should have signed him. Screw it. Here's your playing time. Um, Alex, has there been any more like um, I guess development in Newcastle selling the club? Uh, so basically, everything was deferred until the beginning of next year. Um, the Premier League and the club itself have basically through legal arbitration have sort of, uh, again, just sort of delayed any evidence coming to light as to what the reason was that the Premier League stopped Newcastle United from being bought by the Saudi private investment fund and the Rubin brothers and uh, Amanda Stavely. Um, So it's very frustrating as a fan. You're not going to, we basically aren't going to find out. They're going to try and hide this as much as they can. And we all know the answer is that the, the top six probably didn't want it to really go through. Um, and it's just blocking this entire summer. Um, you know, again, another summer of potential hope of, you know, getting new management in and, you know, bringing in new players and everything like that. And we're sitting here, what, maybe two, three weeks before our first game, and we have not signed anybody. We've let people go out the door. Um, there was a, a game today, uh, a preseason game today, <laughs> and the Newcastle fans were chanting at Steve Bruce already, calling him a shit Steve McLaren. Um, so things are going well. Uh, I'm sure Steve Bruce is really happy to have the fans back in the stands, uh, probably one of the most, the, the biggest highlights of his life. Um, so... That's basically what's going on in Newcastle land. Um, we tied Rotherham. That's who we were playing. Um, and it took Jeff Hendricks, who is at best a, a championship level midfielder on the bench, uh, was playing starting striker for us. Uh, he did score the equalizer, so good for him. But uh, it didn't stop the booze and it didn't stop all the jeering going towards Steve Bruce. And Bruce is, you know, we've been looking at trying to get Joel Willock back from from Arsenal on a permanent deal. 
Willock's been traveling with Arsenal, but he's not been getting any minutes. And that usually sort of gives you the indication that this is a player that might be on the way out of the club. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. And I think that the less he starts playing with Arsenal, the more he'll be like, well, I can go back up to Newcastle and I can start playing there right away. And I know that the fans are going to get behind me. Um, yeah, the biggest thing that's happened at the club is uh, Joe Linton and Callum Wilson switch numbers. So super exciting. That'll confuse us as well. That's enough of a, a tactic for us to think they made some big offseason changes. Right, too. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I saw the, the Newcastle Rotherham uh, draw yeah. and saw that they were pretty much booed off the field. And uh, Steve, the Messiah Bruce, has pretty much said, it's okay, it's the offseason. Who cares? Um, bold tactic there, Brucey. Yeah. Um, Steve, with uh, yeah. one, one last transfer rumor, I guess, before we move on to bigger and better things. Mbappe to Liverpool. Is that the answer? You broke the news over the weekend that Mbappe was the uh, was definitely going to Liverpool. We know that you're really behind it, and it's really your you discovered it. So good job. Um, what um you think he's the answer for Liverpool? Is he is he going to run the Premier League? Perfect example of fact check, Ben. We could throw up some, uh, some screenshots of these these text message threads, and uh, that would say the contrary. Um, Don't include half of those texts. <laughs> I'm gonna put them up on the blog, swiftfixpod.com. Perfect, perfect. So we've got the proof. We got the proof in the thread there. Um, so I heard through the grapevine that uh, from a, from a not so reliable source that that Mbappe was going was going to Liverpool. Uh, haven't yet heard of any sort of, well, really any substance to that, but is he the answer? I don't, I mean, what's the question? What, 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 what question are we trying to answer for Liverpool? I mean, are we saying that, you know, Bobby Firmino, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are no longer, are no longer capable of, of, of what we know that they've done in the past? Or is that, what we're trying to say here and that Mbappe can shoulder all, all three of them. I think so. Right. Like it, not only that is, is he going to be the difference maker so that you don't have to rely on them so much, right? Like is Liverpool, in, I guess, is Liverpool in need of that, that extra player? I don't, uh, I don't think so. I don't think they are in need of Mbappe to be honest. And I don't see Mbappe fitting in there. I don't see Mbappe for some reason, Mbappe and the Liverpool setup and like Jurgen Klopp doesn't seem to be a fit that would, that would happen. I see more of like a Man City or, a, or like a, I don't know, like a Real Madrid, something like that. I mean, I just feel like he's at that level in status and you know he, he's won the world cup he has uh, done so much with psg he's made it to champions league finals um he's at the level now where he he wants to be winning the top trophies that he can possibly win whether that's the prem the champions league what team is going to get him to that next that next stage. And I think you need, he would want to go to proven winners and some proven winners would be, I would say Real Madrid. I mean, they've won what four champions leagues in five years recently. Um, I don't they've see also, him go. They've also freed up a significant amount of their, uh, 
their salaries, right? With a, a lot of off-season movements to pay someone like Mbappe, whereas Liverpool haven't really done that. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Man City and uh, Aston Villa apparently going after uh, a Jack Grealish move, uh, but apparently might be falling apart. Aston Villa looking for a little bit more money, um, kind of riding that wave of popularity from over the summer. Uh, you know how much Man they're City. asking? Man City wanted to give 75 million pounds. Uh, Aston Villa wants to hold out for 100 million, apparently. I think 75 in COVID, uh, post-COVID, or well, not po- in, in the current market is very fair. Yeah, absolutely. Very uh, good. I think 75 mil is, is like, f- is fantastic, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I would say that that's a fair uh, asking price for him. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know where the extra 25 mil is coming from for, for another Holy midfield. Cow. <laughs> We were just talking yeah, about how yeah, you know, they like, really need that striker realistically. They just play like a, a four six zero. That's their formation. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's an attacking midfielder. <laughs> uh, and apparently over in Spain, Barcelona is uh, having uh, a little bit of trouble reaching some sort of finance deal that could see Lionel Messi and his, a new contract not being able to be announced until January. Stop. No yeah. way. So he's just going to play as a free agent? No. The club has that to reduce like, all their outgoings uh, to make sure that they comply with the La Liga's new spending limits for the upcoming seasons. Uh, and if they can't do that, then they're not going to be able to register, you know, one of the top two best players in the world right now. <laughs> That's a good that, that must be with just that might that must be just La Liga that they can make it because I saw Memphis Depay and I I don't think I've seen Aguero in action yet but I definitely saw Memphis Depay being played and I remember I could have swore that those articles that were saying that until Barcelona free up X amount of their wage bill they cannot announce these people as like they can't play, feature these players Memphis Depay being one of them um, I thought that that agreement had been reached I thought like that quota or like that requirement had been had been met but apparently not um i wonder oh, if messi's been has messi been playing recently in like their preseason stuff they just wrapped up didn't he or is he still on break yeah, yeah. I, mean, he, I think he still the, might be being rested i'm not sure yeah i think he was just not too recently was in the the final of copa america right right yeah i mean that was like a month no it wasn't a month ago that was a couple that was only a few weeks ago yeah like, like a couple of weeks ago I mean, they do have Barcelona technically has the, the transfer window ends uh, August 31st for them, um, but they start their season August 15th. So I'm sure they'd like to have things uh, pretty wrapped up before yeah. all of that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, there was a couple of outlets reporting that uh, there's a five year deal in the works for Messi and everything. But again, if they just if they can't get whatever sorted out with the rest of their players and get their finances straight, then, you know, you could be. Lionel Messi could be resting for a very long time, <laughs> which is incredible. Ronaldinho has been in the press saying that uh, if if uh, they cannot uh, secure him um, and when ultimately Messi does go, they should consider retiring the number 10 jersey in Messi's name. Hmm. So does, I think he has the most, yeah. what, the most goals, the most appearances. I think they've he's been part of the most – successful in terms of trophies uh time period of barcelona's history i don't see uh i don't see much uh i I don't disagree with it yeah if they if you told me that that's in fact what was happening set in stone like that's going to happen when he retires i'd be like okay 
<laughs> Makes sense. Crazy? I get it. That... Yeah, not the craziest thing I've heard. We've been watching Messi since the days of Ronaldinho. Like, he took over the number 10 shirt from Ronaldinho in 2008. He's just been and a like, run ever since then. Like, no one questioned it. Like, you don't yeah. deserve to have Ronaldinho's number. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Spanish League starts August 15th. But, Steve, Scottish premiership starting July 31st. I mean, we're talking, like, this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And that's already with uh, not only preseason games coming in hot and heavy, but also uh, Conference League and Europa League. Um, yeah, I was just going to say Rangers. I didn't want to like rub it in too early, but Rangers has a, their first qualifier. Yeah, you go, still don't have to. <laughs> for the Champions League <laughs> on August 10th. <laughs> uh, we have already been playing against, I cannot pronounce the, I cannot pronounce the teams. I believe they're from, I think the Danish, Mityald. Um, West Ham. West Ham smoked you six. Yeah, that was a preseason friendly. I'll pronounce that for you. West Ham. It's West Ham. Preseason friendly. Still working things out. Postacoglu is still finding out what his strongest 11 is. Oh, my God. Steve Bruce has come on the podcast, everybody. (laughs) Doesn't matter. We are undefeated (laughs) in preseason. But, no, it's it's – it's always a quick, the premiership, the Scottish premiership is always, uh, ends early, uh, begins early. So we kick off on the 31st away at hearts, hearts newly being promoted from the championship, uh, ex goalkeeper, Oh, ex Celtic goalkeeper and Scottish goalkeeper for a long time. Craig Gordon, uh, I believe he's still between the sticks at Hearts, So I'll be excited to see that match up again. Um, especially in the, in the premiership, but yeah, it's, it's starting this weekend few days time so uh we've been Celtic have been uh, heavy and signing a lot of uh, a fair few players we've also had a few go Christopher Iyer um was hopefully gonna I, I we all knew he's gonna be leaving but Christopher Iyer's actually just went from I think 18 mil to Brentford uh the team who's just been promoted to the Premier League so it'll be exciting to see it's always exciting to see some of your own kicking it in the best league um in the world so uh, Stuart Armstrong leaving for, I believe it was Southampton. Uh, there's also been other, there's been other ones as well. So he's just another one uh, added to the list. So that's exciting. Virgil van Dijk, another one. Uh, we're going back a little bit now, but he's another one that went from Celtic to Southampton and Southampton to, to Liverpool now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how these new signings. I wish I could comment. I was telling you guys before we started recording today that uh, I wish I could comment a bit more on the signings. I could list you the names of the players that we've signed. We've signed five players now in the off season or in this transfer window, but I just don't, I just know so little about these guys. Uh, one's coming from Japan. Another one's coming from Ruben Kazan. Uh, we have two coming from Sheffield Wednesday and another one coming from, it looks like Israel. And I just don't know enough about them at this point to be able to comment too much about you know, what's their playing style? What sort of success have they had? Do they know, you know, is there a relationship with Postacoglu? Is that how they've made their way here? Um, if not, then what, what, what was it in their game that really stood out that we, you know, looked at them? Uh, perhaps in time, I'll be able to, you know, be able to comment a bit more, but uh, at this time, I just, they're, they're, they're unknown to me. Uh, they've come up on the radar recently as because they've been signed, but I don't have much comment past that. Yeah. Have you um they haven't secured Christian Lovric yet, have they? Mm-mm. No, they no. have not. So it look, I do think you guys are gonna land him. He's pretty cheap. He's going for like four million. Um, but it, I know 
very little about a lot of Celtics transfers, but the one rumor that looks to be coming into fruition the next couple of days, hopefully for you guys, is his speed is unreal. Like, you know, he, he's well known for his speed. That's pretty much it. But it looks like they're going to be able to get him at a steal too. And the players like that, that you can get in mm. uh, cheap, you know what I mean? Mm. That have quality that can be developed, really help the business line. You know what I'm saying? Like you get them cheap. That's, that's a lot of Celtics model. Let's their transfer model. They, yeah. they kind of buy cheap. They kind of buy unknowns, take roll the dice, take educated guesses on people. And then, you know, do, do they pay off like a Musa Dembele? Um, or do they flop like? Yeah, but it just takes one. You know what I mean? It's like thrift yeah. shopping, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. We definitely need, we're definitely need of some depth up top. I think out and out strikers. We have wingers. I would like another striker to back up uh, Edward. We have Lee Griffiths, but it doesn't sound like Lee Griffiths is going to be. I just don't think Costa has a whole lot of faith in him. And I think rightly so. I think Lee Griffiths ship has sailed. Um, we have uh, a, a uh, he came from West Ham, uh, Albion Ajeti. He's uh, I think he's uh, he's he's a Swiss striker. I think he's gonna he's actually been given the captain's band for one of these pre preseason games. So hoping he gets a fair bit of playing time this season. So, but I would like maybe one more striker, um, out and out striker Ajeti. Sorry, Albion Ajeti. That's who he is. But yeah. we'll see. I think a lot of players that have been fringe players under Neil Lennon, like uh, Karamoko Dembele. Um, who's been there for so long. Uh, he's, I think he's maybe 20 now or maybe like 19, 18, something like that. I think he's got a lot of promise and he's never been given uh, a, a chance. And Postacoglu has been talking about really giving him and a few other players a, a, a good showing this season. So hopefully the signings that we make and the players who have been fringe players or, or just not really featured have been given a new birth this season. Hopefully they can turn some things around. What what are you like? No tongue in cheek intended, but what are your expectations out of Celtic this year with the current form Rangers are in? It's difficult to say. I mean, I, I uh, the optimist in me wants to say we're going to get it back. The realist in me thinks that it's going to be a much closer gap than it was last season. I do think that Postecoglou has a very good. Um, he's got a very good mindset. I like how he's very aggressive. He's very offensive. And I think him not being part of like the normal, like European uh, merry-go-round of, of, of managers that kind of, you know, kind of go in and out through the rotating doors. Postacoglu being outside of that realm, coming from, you know, Australia, Greece, Japan, he's never been in Europe. Um, I think he understands what it means to be a manager of, of a big club like Celtic. Um, I think he knows the history. He knows the expectations. And he has been putting, I think, been putting, he's not been timid. He's been very uh, kind of full throttle forward in trying to get results and putting out solid lineups in these preseason games. I, I think we'll see some good, I think we'll see some good results. I just hope that the back room, that the, the higher ups, like the director of football, all these other, um, all these other positions that are still up in the air, I hope that they get sorted out. And I also hope that Postacoglu is the person that is being consulted for these uh, these signings Purchase. and for the, for yeah. the transfer activity, yeah. right? Because I've seen some recent, I've seen some recent uh, headlines that are a bit, that need to be cleared up, I think by the, by the, by the club 
ASAP. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's a massive stakeholder in, in Celtic. So he's a big, he's like worth like $2 billion. I think it's Dermot Desmond. I think his name, Dermot Desmond is his name. And there's been rumors that recent signings, like he's been playing a, a part in. I don't want somebody with a big pocket to be the one who's making the call. They can help back things like financially, but in terms of like, if they're putting in input towards like who we should be signing, I don't want any of that. That should be hundred percent Postacoglu. If we want somebody to come in and really grab the reins and take us in the right direction, we need to give him the reins and not keep one hand on half of them. You, know you want I mean? a sugar daddy, not an active partner. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I mean, how long do you give Postacoglu though? I mean, there's only one thing that matters with Celtic, right? It's, it's winning. And that yeah, was pretty, pretty evident, yeah. you know, last season with what happened. Uh, you know, you win 10 in a row and then you lose one and, and you're out. You know, I mean, in my in my head, I, I know that Rome can't be built in a day. Yeah. So I and I think I think a majority of Celtic fans know that there is a massive rebuilding that has to take place. And that can take longer than a season, sometimes longer than two seasons. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take time. So it's not like we have all the tools here right now. We have everything that we could possibly imagine. We just need the right manager to take it forward. Like a Thomas Tuchel. It's it's there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of. Yeah. And it's going to take. He, he, I'm looking at the fixtures. He doesn't have uh, too easy of a start in the Scottish premiership. You know, he starts off obviously with hearts this weekend. Then you got two home games at Dundee and then St. Mirren. And then you're at old firm Derby right away at ibrox right right Been four or five games it's, it's tough it, it's <laughs> tough and you have a whole bunch of games going on with the conference league is with your your europa conference league as well yeah. um it, it 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 just never stops the schedule honestly never stops these players do not get a break yeah um if we can cope well with managing like man, man management in terms of like injury mitigation um keeping morale high because the season there's no way the season doesn't have low points. There's going to be tough points where form's not there fan. And, and I hope that fans don't ease and just turn instantly at the first sign of, of, of bad news. Right. We need to stick behind them. And that's what it looks like on social media. It looks a lot like on social media that like, like a lot of fans have been backing the choices that that pasta has been making, backing the moves, backing a lot of what he's been doing. So there, he's, I think he's been doing good work in rebuilding or regaining fans' trust and interest, and he's getting the momentum behind him. I just hope that we can see that through and um, give him all the support that he needs for the season because, honestly, he's going to need it. It's his first job in Europe, big club like Celtic. There's a lot that's being, being asked for because 10 in a row just blew up in everyone's faces. That's still very sore with everyone. Rangers are, are flying right now. They've just beat Real Madrid in a preseason game two, one at Ibrox. Like that's not gone unnoticed. Surely not. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that needs to be done, but I do think that Postacoglu can do it. What a, what a first job in Europe, by the way, like, especially yeah. if you get that warm welcome, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Hey, look, you got a little bit of a leash here, get through the season. You definitely secure through this season and into the next, the beginning of next season. Let's give you some time to kind of get a foundation going. The only like 
as long as he doesn't screw it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. you've got your foot in the door at a huge club at Europe, you're going to cement your name in it. And then next thing you know, he's going to be out the door anyway, because he's going to go into bigger and better things. Um, I, I, th- I do feel like for, for me, success there is just simply top three finish, maybe a draw or a win against Rangers makes him successful. Top two, top two, top, top three two is not, and a cup has to be top <laughs> two. Yeah. We have to win some sort of, some sort of silverware this season and it has to be top two at the minimum top two. Yeah. I mean, it, it just has to, I mean, it has to be, you, you, you can't, a run in Europe will do him well. If we finish second, if we have any form of a run in Europe with this new conference, Europa conference league happening, if we can get some form of a run in Europe, um, and not fall out at qualifying or group stages, that would be really something. Um, that would really do a lot of him a lot of good if he finishes second. If he can get a run in Europe, but he's got to win. He's got to. He's got to be. He's got to win something. I don't know what, but he's got to win something. Yeah, for sure. Another small, another small, another new uh, coach that's in the headlines this week for getting his foot in the doors. Uh, you know, Rafa Benitez coming into Everton has, uh, you know, had to defend recently calling Everton a small club as their new coach. Um, you know, as we look at this new season, there's been quite a few shifts in the in the Premier League as well um, in terms of coaching. Are there any coaches that you guys think will be out the door before January? I don't think Nuno or Espirito Nuno Santos is high. Yep. The new Tottenham manager, I don't see him staying much past Christmas. I just don't, for some reason, don't see it happening. I, I don't see that. I think he was an excellent match for Wolves, brought in a lot of Portuguese flavor and, and really knew how to how to sculpt that to his liking and use it to, to its maximum. I think, I mean, Wolves, I think, was a pretty decent force under him. In Tottenham, I just don't know if he's got the backing of the higher ups at Tottenham to really give him what he wants. Um, I just, I th- he's one, he's one for me. Uh, I'd be looking at Sean Deitch. Mm. Um, and his, and his shit coat. And his shit coat. <laughs> um, Rafa, does Rafa go? How, how neither of you said this yet? Mikel Arteta out. Yeah, I mean, I think we've discussed that at length, though. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely oh, you're, gone. You're telling me I can't call that as news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's old news. I mean, we know that Steve Bruce is probably going to be there for life at Newcastle, so it's hopeful for me to think that he'd be gone after the first game, but he'll be there. Let's see what you did there. Yeah. Um, you know, reverse psychology. Does David Moyes stick around at West Ham if they do if they don't do as well as they were? I don't think he's going to be able to deliver. I don't think he'll be able to keep that club where they were. Um, I he think have Messi, Messi Lingard anymore. Yeah. yeah. Either Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is holding on to him for an expensive ticket to try and drive his price up, or there are big plans for him there. But I don't see. I I just don't believe in David Moyes. I think he's probably the most overrated coach, and I know Steve Bruce personally. I'm just saying that. Um, <laughs> No, I, I was actually going to say what you said, Steve, about the old uh, Wolves coach. I don't think he's going to come in and change the world, and he's probably going to try change some big things and not have the yeah. backing. I, I just I think he's got the right intentions, and I think he's you know he's trying to challenge himself. I just don't think that's the right challenge for him. I don't think that's going to be a glove that fits him very well. 
for some reason. I just have this feeling. I have no like facts or reasons to back that up. It's just like a gut feeling. No, that feels right. Especially if there's turmoil still around like Harry Kane, like maybe like he, he was thinking that a deal was going to come through yeah. and then he, you know, uh, I'm stuck here at this club and like, uh, you know, I've just come out of a rut of a, you know, a Euro final and everything like that. Just not feeling great. It doesn't get off to a hot start. Like, yeah, it's going to be weird for him. One guy I'm backing all the way to the hill, Crystal Palace has uh, Patrick Vieira. Mm. You know, I think it's yeah, a co-manager, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> but uh, is he co? I thought he was head. I thought he was. He might be. I thought he was. I thought he was co-manager. Either Who way, is he co with then. Uh, I think your mom, but uh, oh, <laughs> cold blooded. Hold on, I'm a texter because this is news to me. Put me on that text. CC me on that, Steve. <laughs> CC me on a text. Ben obviously has a parent or has a child. Um, I think what isn't is Roy Hodgson still with Palace or he leaves? He's, he's like, no, he's gone. He's gone, gone. Oh, Roy. Well, all right. Well, I'm back in Patrick oh, here. Right. Vieira to the hill. I think that man knows exactly how to stay in the Premier League and fight and battle, and he's going to do it. We'll see. Are you guys ready for the uh, extend quiz of the week? <laughs> I oh, miss man. this so much. Before yeah, I. <laughs> Or we talk still- about it extends. Let's talk about snakes. Um, Inter Milan, of course, uh, Serie A champions in last season in Italy. They've got their uh, new skate snake skin home kit, and they just released their away kit as well. And it also has a snake going all over. They're it. Dope. Yeah, snakes on a dope. plane. Look, I'm all about it. Those, Those will be up on. Nice uh, they'll be up on SwiftKicksPod.com. SwiftKicksPod. Bring it back. Dot all com. right. Do you guys remember this? If you're a real fan of the podcast, you'll add that website to your favorites. Yes. Yeah. Make it your homepage. Please yeah, do. make it your homepage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then tell someone about it, but neither here nor there. Share Nudes it. of Ben weekly. <laughs> and uh, that's probably the, the one that crossed the line. Spe- speaking um, of illicit so- photos, we'll be talking about that nope. after the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> we, yes, we will discuss that at length. Um. So, you guys remember the format of the quiz? Mm-hmm. So, first and foremost, it goes Steve, then Alex, because Steve is serving. Um, and remember, Steve, if you lose, it means you win in this. So, don't get upset when there's you no, There's win. no losers here. Unless you lose, and then it's a whole thing. All right. So, Got it. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. First question, Steve. Who is the only player to have won silverware for, at both Manchester United and Liverpool? Is it Michael Owen? It is. One nil. Very nice. Alex? Easy. So there you go, Steve, getting warmed up. By the way, uh, it's said that he's the best coach in Scotland. Um, Michael Michael Owen? Correct. Got it. Yeah. Uh, So now I have to change the second question of this quiz because it was the answer was Steven Gerrard. (laughs) 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 all right so moving on quickly um who is uh the only player to have scored a hat trick in all four tiers of professional football in england fa cup league cup and international level fa cup league cup and like champions league um Sure. Yeah, you might need to go through those competitions again. Yeah, FA Cup, League Cup, and at international levels. 
I'm going to say Jamie Vardy. And we throw the Premier League in there too. Uh, no, it's uh, Robert Earnshaw. Don't know who that is. Do you? I would have guessed Jamie Vardy as well. That was my guess. I think it's Jamie so, Vardy's uh, cousin. Yeah. No, well, I think it's fake. Fake news. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks uh, there, Alex and Steve. All right. Did you next say question. Robert Earnshaw. Yeah, Robert Earnshaw. Played for West Brom and Cardiff City. Oh, you, you can't bring Welsh players into this. Come on. I. You know what they say about the uh, <laughs> farms out there. So, uh, Steve, your turn. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Who is the only mm-hmm. player to have won their domestic title cup, UEFA and FIFA recognized international cup competitions, uh, Euros, UEFA Cup, Cup Winners Cup, UEFA Super Cup, Intercontinental Cup, et cetera, et cetera, plus the World Cup in their country. So they have won their domestic title cup, all UEFA, and FIFA recognized the international cup competitions. You said a lot of cups. Yes. Um, again. Let me just recap to make sure I'm on the same page. So they won the Europa League, the Champions League, and then what? The, the club, the club champion, like the club world cup. The European Cup, UEFA Cup, Cup Winners Cup, UEFA Super Cup, International Intercontinental Cup. And the World Club okay. Cup plus the World Cup. It's like a Dr. Seuss so this room. Is an, this is an older player because some of those tournaments don't exist anymore. Um, Diego Maradona? No, that's a pretty good guess, though. Alex, you can take the cake here. One more time through all the cups. European Cup. Yeah. UEFA Cup. Cup Winners Cup. UEFA Super Cup. Intercontinental Cup. World Club Cup. Plus the World Cup. Oh, they won the World Cup as well. I don't know how far back I want to go. Intertoto Cup. This brief pause was brought to you by Extends because things are getting longer. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a great it's question. a lot to consider, though. Um, I'm going to go, like, so far. But I have no idea. Eusebio? Nope. Gatano, I was thinking Eusebio as well. Korea. But I, I know it's wrong because I know Portugal didn't win the World Cup. I know I knew it was wrong, but that's the only one I can think oh. of. It is uh, Gaetano Scaria, and uh, I don't know that I would have known who that is either. So, so far, I've known none of the answers as we've gone through our quiz today. Except for Michael Owen. And and an answer to a question that (laughs) I didn't even ask. Um, (laughs) Steve, that was your turn, correct? No, or, yeah. Okay. Yep, it was. Um, Alex, you ready? Yeah. Who is the only player to have won the Champions League, Premier League, UEFA Cup, and FA Cup and be relegated from the Premier League? Mm. The only mm. player? Correct. There's only one. Yep. I'm going to give a hint. Yeah. It is a where are they now? Like a previous one that we've done? Yes. Some of them. One of our fantastic guests on this show. 
Okay, that rules out what I thought then. So again, as Steve ponders this, even though it's not his t- turn, uh, extends. Life's better when it's longer. <laughs> um, it's Alex's answer. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. Steve starts I'm just out. thinking. I'm just thinking for when Alex gets it wrong. <laughs> uh, the only stupid where are they now I can remember is Bentner. <laughs> It's the only one I can remember. <laughs> okay. Steve, you can swoop in for the steal here. I'm going to say, I mean, he hasn't won the, he hasn't, he's been relegated, but he hasn't, he, he said he won the Champions League. Was that right? UEFA Cup. He won the UEFA Cup and that's it? I apologize. He's can won I, the Champions League, Premier League, UEFA Cup, FA Cup, and then was relegated. Not okay. necessarily in that yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's I was thinking Jack Wilshire for a sec because he was relegated with Bournemouth, but that's not I think he was relegated with Bournemouth, but that's not my answer because Arsenal's not won the Champions League. Um I mean there's been Mario Balotelli, he's not been relegated from the Prem. There's been we did a we did a what's the Armenian Mkhitaryan. He didn't get relegated. Um uh, we did this is a tough one. I don't think I know the answer to this one. I'm trying to think of relegated. I'd like to give champions. you guys both a second hint, but that means Alex can't answer for like two seconds. Um, it he can just yeah, he, he just gets it again. It wasn't the same club. Alex, I'll just I guess you can answer first then again. He's like, why, why me? <laughs> is this a Wigan player? No, uh, this player played for three clubs. You can't ask additional questions. No, this player played for three clubs. <laughs> two were English, and one was Dutch. <laughs> the pub Whoever quiz just narrowed things down. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I am the quiz master now. <laughs> that is another hint. Yeah. Uh, um. I, I, I'm going to punting. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. over it. It's a uh, can new. Son of Never would have got it. I did. He, he got really good, <laughs> got really good with Portsmouth, wasn't it? Yeah. I was did. thinking of Portsmouth. Portsmouth was the very first team I was thinking of. I was trying to think of players. And the only person I could think of was Jermaine Defoe. And I knew that wasn't right. No, that would have been a oh. good shout though. Um, all right. Oh my God. Steve, this one's back over to you. All right. Um, who is the only player to have scored in Glasgow, Merseyside, and Manchester derbies? Glasgow, Merseyside, yep, and Manchester, yep, derbies, the derby games. Yeah, right, right, right. right. I don't think it was Ted Kenny Dalglish. Was it was Graeme Souness? No. It is currently one nil. Um, Kenny Dalglish played for both. He played for Liverpool and he played for. But Manchester I'm gonna as we take I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with green no it was uh was it uh was it Duncan Ferguson 
Nope. Alex, would you like to steal? It's a Ukrainian guy, right? Yep. Can I give you a first name? Yes, for half a An point. Andre. I have no idea how to say his last name. <laughs> Spell it. If I was it's the butcher, close, the, I'll give it to you. If I was the butcher, the name would be like Kalshenkis. That's close enough. It's Kanchelskis. Yeah. Andre wow. Kanchelskis. Um, a real Celtic fan would have got that. <laughs> Just saying. Um, what teams did he play for? Rangers. I uh, played Rangers, Everton, and Manchester United. And a bunch what, of other uh, <laughs> like, yeah, he wow. just bounced around. Yeah. Wow. That's uh that's one one. All right. Cool. Stole a point, Alex. <laughs> a little, little shoddy. We had a half point, and then he went to a full point, but okay. He got the name right. See, that's what we're talking about, Steve. <laughs> he didn't though. <laughs> Who is the only player to score in six different senior club competitions? Three domestic, European, UEFA Super Cup, and FIFA World Cup. That's Alex. He scored I'm gonna repeat the, in the, all six of them. Uh, yeah, the three domestic competitions. Say that again, if you don't mind. European, UEFA uh, Super Cup, and the FIFA Club World Cup uh -huh. in one season. Uh -huh. the season was 2009-2010. Then what were the other competitions you said? Three domestic competitions. Okay. I have my answer. This is a Premier League. It I know I'm not. asking questions again. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Process of elimination here. I don't know. Messy. Steve for the steal. Is it Danny Alves? Nope. You're both idiots. Uh, moving on to the next question. The answer was there it? was Pedro, by the way. For Barcelona. So the point should go to Alex because it was a Barcelona player. <laughs> so was Danny Alves. That doesn't count because you said it. Um, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're still all tied up at one all. Um, <laughs> here we go. Steve, Is it Steve's turn or yeah. is it Alex's turn? Yeah, Steve. It's my turn, yeah. Who is the only player to win back-to-back -back trebles, domestic title, domestic cup, and Champions League in European club football? Mm. Can you say? Can you repeat that question? Yep. The only player to oh, win back-to-back -back trebles, the domestic title, the mm. domestic cup, and the Champions League the in European football. Only player. Your hint is it was not a European, and it was not – an English team. I'm going to say, I'm going to go again with Danny Alves. Okay. That is incorrect. You were very close though. But Alex. you can't say that. <laughs> I'm very close. <laughs> Cause now it's Alex's guess. Yeah, well, do better. One more Should time. The with the question, right, please. Please. One more time. Who is the only player to win back-to-back -back trebles, domestic title, domestic cup and champions league in European club football. You might as well give him the initials. Uh, S-E. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Samuel Eto. Oh, man, you got it. Good <laughs> job, Alex. That's just bullshit. 2-1. can't do that. <laughs> He'd ask for the initials after he'd already answered. <laughs> you, can't, the... you cannot in good conscience give that point. 
half a point to Alex. Uh, oh, no. come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> File a complaint. <laughs> Alex, uh, it is your question now. Who is the only manager to have managed teams in all three UEFA club competition finals? The Champions League, UEFA Cup, Cup, Winners' Cup, without winning any of them. So this person didn't win any of these three tournaments in the finals. Champions League, UEFA Cup, and Cup Winners' Cup. Lost all three. I don't have a good answer for this one, but I, I don't think I, – I don't know this one. I definitely do not know this one. I want to say Bobby Robson for some reason. Did he get to a Champions League final with Barcelona? Yeah. You say he's correct? He's incorrect. Um, it's See, not – I I keep thinking Pochettino is what I was kind of going to. I thought Tottenham had lost. I mean, I know they lost the Champions League final. They lost. Did they? I thought they lost the the Europa League. Is well, it was maybe Jose Mourinho? No, he's not been to it. I want to say Poch. It's not right, but I'm saying Poch. Uh, is that your final answer? Yes. What if I told you he's French? Unai Emery? No, he's no. Turkish, isn't he? No, he's like, I think he's Spanish. Yeah. French. Um, I mean, I can rattle off some French managers. So you get an answer? Yeah. It, Give it, him the initials. Give him the initials. Aw. Yeah, give me the initials. Aw. All right, the answer is Arsene Wenger. You're not going to give me the initials. I did. Aw. Bro, you. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought the connection was going out. I didn't know what I was hearing. You're just saying, <laughs> saying okay, noises Steve. at me. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, no. In fairness, I hate, I hate hating the, the game. I hate the judge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the referee's fault. <laughs> All right, Steve. Last question. Oh you get this, it sends it into overtime. Oh, my God. Which of the following country won? That, Which of uh, the following country? <laughs> no, no, we're not going there. That's not fair to anyone involved because the answer seems wrong. All right, Steve. Okay. Here's an underhand pitch because I feel for you, bro. When was the first World Cup inaugurated? 1930. Damn, we're going over time. Right. <laughs> two, two. All right. Last question, and it's going to be a buzzer, right? You guys, so- I need you so Real how quick. do we do this then? What are the rules? So click participants where it says your name. Click okay. more. Hold no. On. Is there a raise hand button? Yeah. Click participants and then first to raise hand. First to raise hand. I don't have hand. that. Click no, participants. Just, yep, I did. You see raise hand? No. I click participants and then right. it just shows a list of us and then it shows I can rename myself. All right. I'm just going to. Say the question. Whoever answers it first wins. I don't get it. We do. We only get one guess. I. I mean, sure. Which club won the 2017 UEFA Super Cup? 2017. Yep, UEFA Super Cup. Inter Milan. Steve for the win. Okay. Um. 2017. Was it? It Real Madrid. It was Real Madrid, and again, Steve takes the cake. Alex, congratulations! You're the Rita Boca winner of the week. 
Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and that wraps up and concludes the last ever quiz because the leagues are starting back up and we'll be able to bring back the where are they now. Um, yes. But when uh, the yeah. odds were unfairly stacked against me, you still prevail. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Congrats. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> we're never play this that is again. a win for the people. <laughs> is it though? I mean, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> say it was so. All right, All right Ben. Uh, who's our life alert person of the week? So yeah, also returning is. Fallen, and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. Hopefully Mrs. Fletcher's okay, but the life alert person of the week is uh, the man himself, Mooney Rooney. <laughs> um, I think someone else needs to kind of do the summary of what's going on there, but Wayne Rooney the has fallen and he cannot get up. He's hurt his own players is what I've heard. Steve, can you share a little bit about, about what's going on at Darby? Yeah, so at, the situation is looking dire at Darby. Um, so in preseason, they have Darby have nine fully fit first team players so in training rooney has had to participate in training sessions because of the lack of numbers and rooney has been it's been announced today that rooney has injured one of those first team players so there's nine first team players two of them are goalkeepers so quick maths you have seven outfield players fit and he's now injured one of them uh an ankle injury rooney has injured one of his own players that player is now going to be three months out and uh, things are just looking grim. And they also cannot, they cannot sign. So also their books, uh, Darby's books are being investigated from like 2016, 17 and 18. And they cannot sign new players until, <laughs> they cannot sign new players until those are like set straight. And Rooney's like, listen, wait, we can't, we can't play games unless we can sign players. And uh what does Rooney do? He's like, all right, well, I'll wrap six tons around my center midfielder's uh, ankle, and uh, <laughs> and that's the that's the situation. And are you running an Instagram live right now? <laughs> all right, guys, I carried over. Yeah, so basically, Wayne Rooney two-footed someone on his own. Yeah, team. basically, basically. And on top of that, all of uh, Wayne Rooney's Mooney Rooney shenanigans have come out. Yeah. Alex, do you have any breaking news on that? Well, uh, so apparently Wayne Rooney's job as a manager is on a, a knife edge, not only because he's taking his players out, but because pictures have emerged of him partying in a nightclub and a hotel uh, that I believe costs about 50 bucks a night uh, with three 21-year-old women. And the police have at oh, least dear. reportedly dropped their investigation into his claim that he was being blackmailed out of 10,000 pounds. So uh, he's going to have a lot to explain to the missus. Uh, I believe he's still on vacation right now, um, probably going pretty rough. Um, but yeah, these images have been uh, leaked all over the internet. There's some videos as well of him basically walking back into a hotel room uh, passing out on a on a chair as these three young ladies uh, take some sauntry pictures with him. <laughs> some explaining to do. Yeah, there's a lot. Ricky Ricardo Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep, there's uh That's there's awesome. a lot going on. So that sounds like a blackmail attempt, to be honest. I feel. I don't know, man. Like I don't know. He looked like a willing participant in the I've, video. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, I've not seen the photos. I've not seen the photos. You need to see the photos, dude, because okay, you won't okay. truly understand Mooney Rooney until you see 
the photos. Swiftkickspod.com. Gotcha. Forward slash slide into Steve's DMs. Swiftkickspod.com. <laughs> so yeah, that's our life alert person of the week. Uh, Wayne Rooney has fallen again. And uh, hopefully he gets up soon. And in fairness, Mooney Rooney is back. <laughs> um, so Ben, another coach in trouble. Uh, so Gary Neville is the man of the people, the man of uh, the British people, at least. Phil Neville, not winning any hearts and minds over in Miami. I think he's lost like seven on the bounce. This is our MLS coverage, by the way. Um, what's going on with Phil Neville? So enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah they, got, they just got smoked by uh, the Revolution 5-0. And one thing that... Uh, a lot of MLS fans don't understand is when a team gets blown out, it's okay to not fire the coach immediately. Um, <laughs> but that being said, they've only got two wins this season and inter Miami look absolutely terrible. Another team in the MLS, you're getting double trouble today from the MLS is GSC Atlanta's coach get in trouble. The one that yeah. they just removed from his position for refusing to let them have time off. That's entitled to them. Yeah. It was Gabriel Hines. Yeah. I mean, at least he wasn't two footing them. Gabriel Hines, he was a left back at uh, United for a bit. Rooney was trying to give him like the time off. <laughs> this he's guy's a, trying to give him. He's a, no, no, no. Off. There's these three girls. Like they'll take him on a nice vacation. <laughs> and real quick, can we go back to that? It was like fifty bucks a night. Were they at, like a travel lodge? Yeah, yeah they were at, like I, some. Like, I, they were at geez. some like scummy, like you know, by the hour kind of place. Nice. So the days in of uh, the Northeast, yeah. if you will. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. <laughs> that's our MLS coverage. No one yeah. cares. Yeah, somehow we managed to bring it back to Wayne Rooney because we just didn't want to talk about the MLS. Um, yeah. There's also, of course, Olympic soccer going on. Uh, no idea what's going on. Team USA somehow made it out of the uh, group stage for the women. Not looking too hot. And that's that. Yep. So just a little um, highlight coming up next week. We have our friend Fernando who is coming to us from the Olympics. Uh, he's going to share his experience over there at the Olympics. He's going to talk a little bit about Argentina. Uh, Boca Juniors and Liverpool. So there will be more to come on that from our guest next week, Fernando Suarez. Um, he's a good guy. You guys will wait to, to speak to Fernando. Yeah. You guys um, will like that episode. He has asked that we mute Steve. Um, it just came. <laughs> and those requests have been denied. Sorry, for <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, but guys, uh, we have an intro website. Yes. SwiftKicksPod.com. And here's the deal. You're going to tell some people about it. Tell some people about the podcast. Uh, big shout out to Rubens Brews, the best brewery we've ever had on the podcast. Also the best beer we've had on this podcast. More to come on that soon. Um, Ta-ta for now. Ricky Ricardo. Oh.